Good morning and welcome to our service uh, from the Burn Benefice for this Sunday, the 16th Sunday after Trinity, for the 27th of September. After a short period of quiet, there will be an introduction from Henrietta. The Lord be with you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, The first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us then confess our sins in penitence and in faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments, and to live in love and peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour, in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, 
through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. And so the collect for the 16th Sunday after Trinity. O Lord, we beseech you mercifully to hear the prayers of your people who call upon you, and grant that they may both perceive and know what things they ought to do, and also may have grace and power faithfully to fulfil them. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the prophecy of Ezekiel, chapter 18. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you mean by repeating this pro proverb concerning the land of Israel? The parents have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. As I live, says the Lord God, this proverb shall no more be used by you in Israel. Know that all lives are mine. The life of the parent as well as the life of the child is mine. It is only the person who sins that shall die. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is unfair. Hear now, O house of Israel, is my way unfair? Is it not your ways that are unfair? When the righteous turn away from their righteousness and commit iniquity, they shall die for it. For the iniquity that they have committed, they shall die. Again, when the wicked turn away from the wickedness they have committed and do what is lawful and right, they shall save their life. Because they considered and turned away from all the transgressions that they had committed, they shall surely live, they shall not die. Yet the house of Israel says, the way of the Lord is unfair. O house of Israel, are my ways unfair? Is it not your ways that are unfair? Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel, all of you according to your ways, says the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions, otherwise iniquity will be your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions that you have committed against me, and get yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. 
Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, says the Lord God. Turn, then, and live. This is the word of the Lord. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Philippians, chapter 2. If, then, there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death upon a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Our Gospel is taken from Matthew chapter 21, and beginning at verse 23. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching, and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say, from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. 
Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, The first. And Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. This is the Gospel of Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. These days, when we think of a poem, I suspect we will imagine something short, a page or two at most. But it has not always been so, and is not always so. Consider Tennyson's In Memoriam, for example, or the poem I have in mind this morning, Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman, which of course is really a whole book. And the reason that I have this in mind is because of that little passage we have heard this morning in our reading from Philippians. Let each of you not look to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Walt Whitman believed that everything joins up with absolutely everything else. That amazing diversity and individuality were really the same thing. That oneness was the overriding concept. He wrote, I believe a leaf of grass is no less than the journey work of the stars. Like many in the 19th century, he thought that the triumph of democracy was inevitable, and of course that America was the epitome of that ideal, and would lead the way for the rest of the world. Again from his own poem, Thou union holding all, fusing, absorbing, tolerating all, thee, ever thee, I sing. I cannot help thinking that we, and surely the Americans, have lost our way. And the principal reason for this is that we have been inattentive to that verse from Philippians. Somewhere in the struggle, the tenets of unbridled self-interest triumphed over the nobler thought of loving our neighbours. Our wisdom is that if everyone does what is good for themselves, then the clockwork mechanisms of supply and demand, profit and loss, labour and capital, will gently ratchet to the common good. Now sometimes, to be fair, this can be true. There have been quite long periods over the centuries when prosperity has been generally increased. Uh, Macaulay writes very eloquently of these. God's wisdom is that if everyone does what is good for others, then the result will be better. It is, I think, important just to note carefully how revolutionary, how upside down this teaching is. And it was so in Jesus' time and it still is in ours. 2020 America is very different from Whitman's 1885 America. A lady from Boston who was sitting in my house recently said she would not like to go back home to her country for all the division, racial strife, economic disparity 
and political ugliness that is there now. And it's hard to disagree. When Francis and I lived there, which is now over 30 years ago, it was still a place full of hope, with an extraordinary appreciation of geography, flora and fauna. I'm not sure if we revisited that we would recognise it now. But it could have been different if instead of looking after ourselves, we had learned first to look after others. The paradox, you see, is that the clockwork would be the same. But it would work more consistently and more certainly. Looking after others seems to me to be the missing skeleton of our modern democracies. The substance that would hold all the bones together. As Paul reminded us, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. And if that were so, then maybe if Walt Whitman were here today, he would still write this, and a song make I of the one formed out of all. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. And as it's a fourth Sunday of the month and our service is from St Margaret's Norton, our prayers today are taken from the Book of Common Prayer. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ's church, militant here in earth. Almighty and ever-living God, who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications, and to give thanks for all people, we humbly beseech thee most mercifully to receive these our prayers, which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church, with the spirit of truth, unity and concord, and grant that all they that do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also to defend 
all Christian kings, princes, and governors, and especially thy servant Elizabeth our Queen, that under her we may be godly and quietly governed, and grant unto her whole council, and to all that are put in authority under her, that they may truly and impartially minister justice to the punishment of wickedness and vice, and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops, priests, and deacons, that they may, both by their life and doctrine, set forth thy true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. And to all thy people give thy heavenly grace, and specially to this congregation here present, that with meek heart and due reverence they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succour all them who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity. And we also bless thy holy name, for all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to give us grace, so to follow their good examples, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. And we conclude our prayers by saying the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Just before the blessing, I'd like to give you notice of the service at St Clement's Burnham Overy on Sunday, October the 11th. At 10 o'clock, this service will have two components. One, uh, it is the celebration of Harvest Festival. And in that regard, I would particularly appreciate uh, gifts of tinned goods, uh, sustainable tin goods, which we are going to put into a parish pantry, which will be made available to the Burnham Market, well, the whole Burnham's really, community support group. Um, so please think about those things which we can keep for a long time, uh, soups and pies and so on, uh, which we may be able to use uh, in the coming times. In addition to celebrating Harvest Festival, uh, we're also going to spend uh, a little time in the morning at the end of the service dedicating the rather splendid harmonia which has been given to us by Cecilia Evan and uh, Henrietta will play upon it and uh, I think that will be a really lovely occasion and will give us an opportunity to give thanks, uh, to give praise and to remember Gareth who collected these instruments and who has effectively left it to us. Thank you. May the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you 
and to remain with you always. Amen.